0: it going today this is can i get more podcasts in my monitor i am johnny ruckus what's happening uh i've had to just do intros for the last three weeks now i actually have to do a podcast it's weird i'm a little late today i had some stuff going on yesterday a little bit of stuff going on this morning and uh actually did do a little bit of research which is weird because i don't like researching. I like to just, like, talk about shit. (laughs) Even though I'm not a great talker, but, I don't know, three people are listening, and I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, what, a July 5th today. Hope everybody had a happy Independence Day. I hope everybody uh, walked on their hands and their feet with all ten toes and fenders attached. That'd always be good, especially if you're a musician. You need all your finders and tozers. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. I don't give a shit. I'm in a weird mood today. I spent a lot of time talking with a uh, uh, southern accent the last few days just because I was trying to make my brother-in-law laugh. And uh, shout-out to Marcus. But if, uh, if you... He's the type of guy that if you are feeling bad about yourself or... You just kind of, your confidence is kind of shaky a little bit. You just, you can make that guy laugh and you just, you automatically feel like you're the, you're the funniest fucker on earth. <laughs> so thanks, Mark. I, I needed it. I was just, I was just saying, so. oh man, that was a thing. Oh man. And then I got that from uh, RCPTR as shout out to Eric. But <laughs> we did this video a long time ago and we're doing stupid 215 videos and we did this, uh, wrestling match this whole like show and i came out of my old van and i was bleeding it's kayfabe bleeding He's like, oh man oh man you're bleeding <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been a thing it's like everything is oh man look at that oh man it's just i i hope you i hope you laugh but it um it's funny to me and it's funny to a couple people so I guess it's all the fucking matters, isn't it? Well, anyway, as we we'll get into it, I was trying to figure out um, what to do for the show. I am, I don't know if, pro, well, yeah, I guess I'm a procrastinator for sure, but I just don't feel I, it, it takes a long time for me to get uh, what I want to do on the show, so I'm still not used to it, it's ta- you know i've been what is this i don't know 14 episode or whatever but i'm still not in the creative thing of talking about shit cuz i'm i'm not a i'm not a great talker or whatever i don't just like have a bunch of ideas jumping around my head going oh i'm going to i'm going to talk about this and you know and actually someone's going to listen to it that's very strange to me so it is difficult for me to come up with topics and themes and stuff like that for the shows. So shout out to Gannon Marked. I, I got a couple of um, new vinyls this week. I got the uh, couple Weezer vinyls this week. And he's like, well, why don't you talk about your uh, your new vinyls? You know, obviously they're old albums. So I was like, I don't know if I can talk a whole bunch about the vinyl. I just got them. Yeah, I just, Kelly got me a uh, an all-in-one record player, a, I don't know, a month or whatever ago. So I had a record player for everybody. I never had anywhere to put it or plug it into. So I didn't have another one of those uh, receivers. Well, this one's all-in-one, so it's super cool. And I can play vinyls on it, and I'm super excited about that. Because so I always liked them. Um, but I hadn't bought vinyl in so long just because I didn't have any to play it. Where, uh, anywhere to play it until now. So I got the Blue album and Pinkerton on vinyl, super excited about it. Two of my favorite albums. He's like, Well, why don't you do a, a show about that? And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't think I could talk about the vinyl the whole time, but that's not really what he was asking me about. I mean, he's that's where it started, but then I was like, Well, why don't I just talk about why don't I compare them a little bit? I can talk about them, um, you know. I just I've listened to them both two or three times, like front to back, in the last week or so. So they're all, rel- you know, and I I've listened to those albums a ton, you know, just in uh, you know my life period. So they all, you know, they have the same amount of songs, and I thought it would just be kind of cool, just kind of talk about them and then just kind of figure out what I what I like about them, um, maybe what I don't like about them, I don't know. Uh, honestly, when I was li- listening through and actually taking notes about each song, there wasn't a ton that I didn't like. You know, some of the uh, uh, albums after these ones, you know, they're kind of hit or miss for me. Um, I haven't listened to absolutely all of them, but you know, the ones that I do have and, um, you know, they got some good songs and then they got some not so good songs and you know, that happens. They've released a ton of albums over, you know, the last 25 plus years. So you're going to have some stinkers and shit. It's the way it is. You know, I don't, you know, I obviously haven't written, um, how many ever albums they have full of songs you know but obviously plenty of my songs are the shits so (laughs) (laughs) so that's not what we encountered here though a lot of most of them are 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 really um really strong um and very very good they just very good and all together they're very good albums so that's what i want to talk about i want to talk about the blue album and Pinkerton, uh, the Blue album came out in May of 1994. Uh, what day? I don't know. I don't have the day right in front of me. That's fine. It doesn't matter. And then Pinkerton came out in September in 1996. Uh, the Blue album's 42 minutes. You know, probably some change long, and then the, uh, Pinkerton comes in at 35 minutes and some change. So super short album. I'd say the Blue Album's kind of a a, a normal length. Um, Pinkerton's probably a little short, you know, but super short and concise. Uh, there really isn't a song. I don't even think there's a song on that that goes into the five minutes. Maybe there is. I don't think there is. But anyways, uh, yeah, I I've listened to these. You know, I've been listening to these for 25 years. I've been a Weezer fan since high high school, since I first heard them. Um, I don't know if Say It Ain't So was the first one or the Sweater song. Either way, always been a fan of the Sweater song. Um, I know I've covered that. We've made different versions of it in different bands. Uh, Say It Ain't So has been covered. Uh, I know there was a time where I wanted to play only in dreams. It just never materialized. And we'll get into all that. That's all off Blue Album stuff. But, you know, there's a ton of um, just awesome stuff from Pinkerton. You know, I know when, uh, when that came out, there was a ton of people that were shitting on it. You know, all the, uh, all the, you know music critics and shit and a lot of fans they all shit on it and i never i i actually never understood that you know i i i I don't know if i had that album right when it came out i might have i'm not sure but it was different for sure they uh you know life change life changes Especially as, like, when the Blue Album, they were uh, not famous at all. They were just a band. And then by the time Pinkerton comes up, you know, then there's expectations and the whole shit, and people change and all that kind of stuff. The dynamics of band change, their ideas on life change, the whole, there's a ton of shit. So there's typically a giant jump, uh, at least with people from the, um, first album to the second album people either really like it and they're like oh man the band grew up and this is like them hitting their stride or they fucking hate it and that was a lot on uh pinkerton a lot of people fucking hated this album and i actually never really um i never really got that hate i really i really enjoyed the album you know from the first time i heard it it's different it's goof there's some goofy shit to it and there's just some beautiful shit on it. so we'll get in on the, all that. Um, it would be really neat if I could play little sections of the songs. I don't know if I, when I when I go into uh, post-production if I'm gonna put a little bit in there, I might um, but don't be surprised if I don't especially in the video uh, version of the podcast. YouTube doesn't like that shit, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. So hopefully you're a Weezer fan. If you're not, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna include all the uh, song titles and all that stuff. So here we go. Uh, the blue album starts out. With My name is Jonas. If you've been a fan of Weezer or anything, you know, obviously this is a really like kind of iconic. Beginning to what you hear of Weezer. You know, it's just an acoustic. It's like a finger-picked kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it goes right into rocking out. And it does a jump back and forth between the acoustic part and then the fourth. My name is Jonas. And it really comes in and rocks. And the drums are what a drum performance. That's one thing I got on my notes is there's just, you know, in all honesty, you're going to hear that a lot in this whole thing. The drum performance and the drum sounds, um, are just fantastic. Patrick Wilson. And unless you, you take them for granted, but until you lit, like if you're listening to it, like I, very rarely do I sit and like listen and like try to break down a song and like, what elements am I hearing that like get my attention and all this stuff? So like when you're just listening to this song, you're just driving in your car or, you know, when you're a kid, you put it on the radio and something comes on. My name is Jonas wasn't on the radio, but just, you know, like a Weezer song or whatever. You kind of take some of the stuff for granted. And Patrick Wilson's performances on these albums is something that I've really took for granted They're not the most difficult parts, but God damn, are they good and they're perfect. So who gives a shit how difficult they may be, but they have a vibe to them and just great fucking performances. So that's one thing for sure that My Name is Jonas has a has a great performance in the drums. You know, and the vocals, of course, are, are great. Everything's awesome on it. Um the acoustic intro is really like the, um, and then the, the acoustic intro and then going into the rocking parts and coming back and forth on that is a big signature part of the song. And it's the first taste that we get from Weezer and that kind of, that is an element of Weezer, you know, all the way through, you know, all the way through at least these two albums and into their, um, Albums afterwards. So, and then on the Pinkerton, the first song is "Tired of Sex." I remember hearing this song a long time ago and having to figure out the riff. The riff is so fucking badass. I get excited and I get happy, and I like headbang to it every time I hear it. I don't care if it's uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Every time I hear it, I'm just I just get jacked up. Um, the riff is just fucking amazing. And it starts out, the song starts out with, uh, just a, f- just a great drum sound. You know, I think the drum sound on Pinkerton is way better than the one on, on the, um, blue album. The drum sound was really good on the blue album, but I think the, the drum sound on Pinkerton is just like, it's really just giant. It's boom, bombastic. And the performance is, you know, consistent all the way through. I'm going to say that a bunch. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) The drum sounds are huge. So you get this weird kind of intro where you get the, uh, you know, you start on the, the bell, the ding, 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 ding. And there's just noise happening in the guitars, and then it kind of morphs into a melody. With the guitar through the feedback. And then the bass kicks in. What a bass sound. Just tremendous bass sound on this. And it's so tight between the bass and the drums. And then Rivers comes in, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And then it just, it, there's a build up, build up, build up all the way through where it's not a full band really until after the first chorus because it just builds up through the whole chorus and then into the post-chorus and then into the second verse. Everybody's just drawn down, 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 Just a awesome, awesome riff. So go listen to Tired of Sex. It, super awesome riff. Tremendous drum sound and performance. The bass tone is on point. And it just is super energetic uh recording. And you just can't help but just groove on it. So I'm gonna pick Tired of Sex between the two. You know, the first the uh, my name is Jonas of Tired of Sex. I'm picking Tired of Sex. As my favorite between the two So then in the second uh, Second song No one else is on the blue album Um, You know it's, it's kind of a Typical Weezer song I wrote that down in my notes a couple of times And that isn't like a A dig It's just When you hear Like how the guitars and everything go together You can be like oh that's Weezer You could tell right away. And this is already established kind of in the second song here on the blue album, which is the second song, you know, on, on the album that they released first. So you can kind of, okay, this is kind of what this band is about. It's a super tight kind of, uh, it's a little fuzzy at the same time. I think the Pinkerton guitar, uh, guitar tone was more fuzzy but it's still Weezer you know it changes a little bit which is fine but it's like a typical Weezer song Weezer song no one else um, in the first well maybe ha- well at least into the first chorus the the vocals there's not a lot of range there he stays in one spot which is kind of a thing that Rivers does quite a bit and then it kind of gets a little bigger and he expands a little bit in the chorus you know towards the end of it and then he comes back down and then kind of towards the end it's expanding more and getting bigger so he likes to use that uh, technique a lot which is really cool but it is it's typical Weezer you know it's got dueling leads on it which is sweet you know, as a guitar player, you're always, you're always happy here doing, doing dueling leads. You know, they're not like Avenged Sevenfold leads or anything like that. But you can hear that they're two doing they're in the same realm. And a lot of times Weezer, they'll have two solos or leads and they're doing about the same thing. But then they're doing their own thing at the same time. And somehow it still works. So it's it's a, a neat thing that they've um, they've figured out there. Uh, and then on Pinkerton, the second song is uh, "Get You," and uh, it's spelled Get Choo. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought that was funny, and maybe you just laugh there. And if you didn't, well, you know, fucking laugh every once in a while. Jesus. <laughs> um, the guitars on this—they're loud and fuzzy. Uh, there's a lot more fuzz on Pinkerton. You know, just a it's a signature on that on Pinkerton. This is the record; is it's a little bit more fuzzy. Um, again, the drum sound. You know, they have great harmonies in the song, and they're not out there harmonies, but they work for the song. They make the choruses typically bigger but he does do there there are quite a bit in the verses as well but you know great harmonies on this the energy in the chorus with the big drums the the different hits that's just a little bit different um, than a lot of the other um, Weezer songs so it brings a lot of energy in the chorus and it's got a super noisy solo, which they did quite a bit I, on um, on Pinkerton. A little bit on the Blue album, but not nearly as much. That was a, a lot. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if concise solo is the one I'm what I'm looking for, but they definitely expanded. Um, just kind of making a lot of noise and stuff through their solos. And it's really cool. It's not over the top, but at the same time, um, they're really neat. And then the ending of that song, I might have to put the ending on the, on the, um, on this podcast version here. I'll see if I can just kind of edit it in a little bit and just kind of let you know a little bit, um, you know, what I'm talking about, but the ending is really rad. Uh, and uh, between the two, um, I got Get You as my favorite between those two songs. So a couple for Pinkerton on the first few here. And then uh, let's see, the third song but on both albums, let's see, on the blue albums, The World Is Turned and Left Me Here. I pretty much had my mind made up of which song was my favorite between the two before I even listened to them? Yeah, I tried not to do that, but there are just certain songs that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be my favorite between the two. It almost doesn't matter, <laughs> um, between, you know, what the other song is. And, uh, you know, The World is Turned is, and the world has turned and left me here i can speak real great you know it's got that acoustic guitar intro and then also in the outro um the vocal performance as well as the kind of droning of the guitars you know they're not do and have super expressive guitar performances as far as in the rhythm side of it, they're normally very uh, straightforward, um, and this isn't an, uh, this is not an exception. You know, it's very droning, but that sets a a base where the um, the leads can happen, and then there's a lot of vo- uh, room for the vocal melody. So that then creates with the droning kind of guitar and the melody. It creates a very haunting yet beautiful thing, and that's what happened. That's what I feel a lot in this song. It's very haunting, but it's also a very beautiful song, and it's got great uh, vocal work. You know, Rivers on the whole the whole song is is a great performance. And then the harmonies in it are are awesome. They're just great. There's nothing else, you know. Um, on that, the the it's a definitely vocal driven song that leads the way. And then the drums are actually the most expressive part of the music, really, except for the leads, maybe. But the guitars kind of have a, they only, they drone at this spot, you know, it's kind of um, middle, 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 and then the drums between the changes when he changes between the hat and the crash or the ride cymbal, he's the one that is kind of dictating where the different parts were. So if you were just kind of not paying attention to it, you'd be like, wow, is this all the same riff the entire way through? And it's not but there is a riff theme all the way through, and then the drums kind of dictate where the changes are. It's a really beautiful song. Um, No other one is Pinkerton and the the counterpart here. It's got a fun, like, noisy intro to it. It kind of has, like... It's goofy and kind of carnival-like. I might might um be able to put a little bit on the podcast part but it's it's a goofy it's kind of a strange beginning. So you can you can think like oh this is this is kind of weird. They there's certain spot spots that Weezer has they always had a little, little, especially in these records, they had a playfulness to them. Blue album maybe a little bit more. And I think that's what a lot of people shit on when they first heard Pinkerton's like, oh, they're 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 getting darker and they're getting more serious. And I guess in the themes of the songs that can be correct, but there's a lot of like kind of goofy shit <laughs> that's like, oh, that's and it's And when I say goofy shit, I don't mean that in a bad way. They just do some weird, weird things, you know, and we'll hit that a little bit later. Like when when we talk about El Scorcho and stuff like that, it's like, that's weird, but in a good way. And then now that you think about it, you think back, you're like, yeah, that's a weird way, but in a Weezer way. So that makes sense. (laughs) So no, no other one has that beginning. Um... The drums, again, awesome performance. There's nothing I can say about that really more than... (laughs) Um, There's awesome work here from both guitars. Uh, Rivers, I think, tends to be um, hard right. And then uh, Brian Bell ends up being hard left, typically and sometimes it changes that's but that's for the most part that's what that is and you can really tell the difference in their guitar playing but still how it intertwines and works together it's a pretty neat thing it also has kind of a waltzy feel not terribly but it it definitely has a different rhythm feel than just about any, especially in this era, any other Weezer song. Kind of thing, rather than just like a one, two, three, four kind of thing. You know, we're driving. So it's a different thing. And it's neat. So there's no, you know, what are we, three songs in on each record? There's no like weak point here, but um, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here, I kind of had my ma- my mind made up before you know I even started to write words down to, for my notes I knew that was kind of going to be my one between and there's there's not that's nothing against no other one but The World Has Turned and Left Me Here is one of my favorite Weezer songs so I can't get around that all right, following along here, and I'm sure a lot of people know these albums, so this isn't a surprise. Uh, Buddy Holly's next. What can you say? You know, when you when the when you saw the video, it was hilarious. You know, with the Happy Days theme. But that you know, they go one, two, three, four, and it's right into the intro. You know, da, da. what with these homemades, dis- you know, it's right. It's right away. There's no intro. It goes, we're fucking going, and here it is. And that sets it up for just something different. It catches your attention right away, you know, especially if you you don't know Weezer, and all of a sudden hear that, like, oh, geez, oh. It hits you right in the face in the best way possible. Um, You know, this has one of the staples of Weezer guitar playing where it's use of compound chords. Um I didn't really know that those were until I started listening to Weezer and figure out how they played. So basically it's like let's say you're gonna play a, a five chord a D. You know so you're on the uh on the A string fifth fret and you're gonna play a power chord. Well a compound chord is, is then you also add that that uh that A on the fifth fret of the E string in the bass part. So then you get a lower part and it makes a really like giant chord. And it, it makes a, and then when you pair that with a bass playing a D on it, it's a really neat kind of feel to it. And Weezer, that's, that's part of their jam, you know, for sure. They use that all the time, and this is no exception here. Um, Great, great, great vocal performance all the way through. There isn't a weak part of the vocal performance. Um, Catchy as hell. You know, there's a reason why this song was one of them that, um, you know, made them famous for sure. You know, obviously a great video. In that time, that's what, you know, they played videos on MTV. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't all real world and uh, Jersey shore and shit. They actually played music videos and they actually broke bands. If you had a great video, you know, back then you're, you're going to be, you're going to be a star and you're going to sell a lot of records and you're going to lay, make a lot of fucking money. And body Hub definitely was not one of um, this, that, that did it here. Great start to the song, punch you right in the face. Catchy vocals all the way through. Great performance. Um, the leads are really neat between the two. You know, this is this is actually a song that isn't. It's Weezer, but it's a different Weezer, different kind, because they did different shit. like by adding leads and stuff between it and the the way the guitar sounds, and then they were using an organ with the guitar to make the leads, So the, the guitar sounded like an organ a bit. And then the organ also sounded like guitar, how they mixed it. It was really cool. Um, so listen to that. If you haven't really paid attention to it, it's really neat. You know, the they got plenty of guitar leads in this. Um, coming out of the solo... They have a, you know, they're doing the solo to solo and then there's a break and then it finishes the solo in it. Dude. Dude. It's so awesome. (laughs) So awesome. You know, it comes out of the bridge. So they have a bridge and a solo in the song. And it's still like three some minutes long. I don't know how the hell they did that. I can't. It's hard for me to do that. You know, and then just, like, to wrap it up at the end, the last, um, like, the last outro or the last chorus song, they have hand claps. So you not only have, like, this, uh, you know, you got the video that looks like Happy Days, and then I know Rivers, he always said, he wanted to make a band that combined the Beach Boys and Sonic Youth. And you know, it's with the hand claps at the end. It's just a neat little thing, like a an old school thing, like a 60s thing that you know maybe like the Beach Boys would have done. So it's a neat little ode to what he was looking looking at. Pinkerton, next song is Why Bother? Um it's super short it's two minutes and eight seconds long it's got a ton of energy to it yeah you, know, you blast it blasts all the way through got two minutes long you should um, I know it's a fun song the bass line is really cool in it you know and then the bass tones through it uh, throughout are awesome but the bass line in it is really cool um, if you're comparing the two There is no comparison. Why Bother is a, it's strange that it's, that's what it's called. (laughs) Cause if you're comparing the two, why bother, you know, it's Buddy Holly. And that does not, that's not shitting on why bother. But as far as like strong songs, it's, it's, it's a fun song. It's a good song, but yet it's still kind of a filler song. You know, it's just a shade over two minutes long and i don't know if that you know that's probably there's no fat on that song though so that's cool so you rifle through it and it's a great song to listen to but if you compare it to it's buddy holly all the way all the way um okay number 5 undone the sweater song i don't know if this is the first song that they released or it was Say It Ain't So I don't, rem- I don't actually know the order here of what they released singles. I'm actually going to look it up right now. Maybe. Um, where are you here? I know. I'm just talking to myself. That's really strange. I'll find it. You can relax. Doesn't matter. There it is. Singles. Okay, so the sweater song was number one. It was the first song that they released. Um, what an iconic intro. You know, cha cha, doom, 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 you're just like it it sets the te- it, it sets the tempo. it sets the feeling of the song. It kind of lulls you because it's like just kind of dreamy. And the drums are it just you know snares on on uh, two and four. the bass drums on one and three, ride cymbal um, kind of lulls you into this little cloudy feeling. You know, and you got these little bit of ad-libs from this. uh, I don't know if they just did that or if they got that from a movie or something. I have no idea. But just people talking about going to a party, you know, and then just, oh, me, baby. You know, it just goes right in, right into it. Um, It's all one level at this moment. Super catchy right out of the right out of the gate great vocal performance. You know, it's real chilled out and then the drums or the then the chorus happens and just explodes. It gets super loud and then it comes back in back into this little lull you into, you know, just this groove with the with the guitar and the, the drums are all in one spot. And then they have another little section where, you know, it's talking about, you know, what other these people are talking about. And then, it, you know, if you want to destroy, you know, the first the first chorus, it's just a half. And then the second chorus, I do the whole thing. And then the solo happens. And what's actually really cool about this solo is it changes key. So I think it goes up. If I remember right, I think it if it goes up a half a step going in the chorus, and it starts right away. As soon as they do the... You know, they, they, they change it just a, a half step up, which is a really cool feature. A little bit of a key change. And then when it comes back in... They bring it back down to uh, G, you know, it goes from G sharp to G out of the solo back into where the singing and everything happens. And then the last chorus has like the dueling vocal things. So they are there's actually two different choruses using the same melody. You know the one that you hear. If you want to destroy my sweater, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know that's the, the one you hear. You know then then there's the other parts. If you want to destroy my tank top, then let's be friends and just walk away. You know, so it's they're using the same melody line kind of, but putting it together and like it's hard to kind of understand the other one but if you know it you're like "What the hell's going on there so it's a really neat thing and then there's just crazy ending bunch of uh like soloing kind of like just making noise and just craziness where the hell that come from <laughs> super rad i don't even know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Yeah, and that's you know that's an iconic song. Everybody knows that song. And then number five, on Pinkerton, onto a song that I don't know if I don't know if people know. You know, there's a lot of people know I shouldn't say that, but like as far as the you know, if you go, hey, you know we who Weezer is. You know the un you know the under undone the sweater song. You know if you want to Oh yeah, 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 I know that song. Do you know Across the Sea by them? No, I got. I've never heard that. I've never heard that before. So you probably get that a lot, and going into this, you know, sometimes you just kind of forget like what songs. I've heard "Undone" the sweater song. And like I said before, I've covered it. I've made different versions of it. Played it in a whole bunch of different. You know, I'm playing in a couple of different bands. So it's like it's it's in there, in there in my head. My head is there. It's in there. So then when I listen to "Across the Sea." And I see that they're number, you know, they're number five on each album. I go, well, this should be easy, should be an easy think between the two, right? This one was really tricky. I forgot. I always forget, for whatever reason, how much I love the song "Across the Sea" of Pinkerton. It almost Seems like it should be a ballad. And actually, it has this vibe at the beginning. I even wrote it down. It's fuzzed. It's a fuzzed-out ballad. And then I had to write down, but it's upbeat. <laughs> so it's a very weird thing. You could... In a, a parallel universe of this, this song could be a ballad and Rivers could probably play acoustic or they could probably write a piano arrangement of this song and it would probably be really powerful. It's very strange. So that's what that was the first note that I made. Then the ne- next note I said, was typical Weezer. And again, I kind of said that before, but, you know, that's where the guitars are kind of, they they play straightforward. And you hear a part of it, and you're like, that's Weezer. Good old Weezer, you know. But those were, like, early parts that I wrote down. And then wrote down that the main riff, you know, they this is another Weezer thing where they would do, they do the guitars hard, hard left and hard right, and the guitar, which I th- which I'm pretty sure is Rivers, is hard right. So you got the the bass and the drums more or less right up the middle, as well as the vocal, and then the guitar comes hard right. So there's this big gap on the left side if you're listening. And there's really not anything happening on that left side in the verses. It's very, you know, it's fuzzy guitar, but it's very dry. There's no reverb on it. You got the drums and the, and the bass really locked in together, you know, like they always have to be, but especially how Weezer... Um, Weezer did it and then the chorus happens and the guitar comes in on the left and just makes the damn thing giant. And then the chorus happens and then the verse comes in again and then it's just back to the right. So it's just really this kind of, it'll kind of whack you out a little bit. But at the same time, it's like when that chorus hits, it just makes it giant. and then in the the bridge i didn't write down all the details of it but i did write down that i think there's a lead happening in the bridge and there's a piano as well as the guitar the lead guitar doing the lead line together a very a very it's a neat not weird touch, but in rock and roll, it's kind of a weird touch, especially at this time. Just little extra things in it. You know, they did the, um, the organ on one earlier. You know, they did that on um, on Buddy Holly. You know, and then you got a piano working with the guitar and the bridge. And then when the third verse comes... It's no longer just a guitar and the right. They both are playing, and they're both playing the same thing. So this last verse is just fucking giant. And then somehow with how the the vocal performance was and the drum performance on this song for sure is just outstanding. Just a tremendous band performance, period. And it's one of my favorite Weezer songs, and it's like one I, I almost forget about, because it's not like burned into my skull like the sweater song would be. But then I listen to it, and I go, "Fuck, man, I love this song." <laughs> I'm gonna try to put a little bit of this in the, um, in the uh, post if I can. I don't know if I'll be able to. I might throw, I'll be able to throw in a little bit in there. I just won't be able to do a whole lot. It won't be super loud, but. So on paper, when I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to pick on. I'm going to pick the sweater song. And, you know, I'm going to have some notes for both. You know, the sweater song is going to have more. And across seasons, there's nothing wrong with that song. But, you know, it's Undone, man. It's a sweater song. And even, you know, I what I did with this is I listened to each song um, in succession. So, you know, I was playing. I played Undone, the sweater song. Then I turned and I put on Pinkerton and I put Across the Sea. I played them back to back. So I was just doing one, one, two, two, three, three. And this was one... That I couldn't make a decision on I didn't make a decision Until after I listened to the whole album And I actually Listened to Cross the Sea again You know And I got I had these little arrows I don't know if you'll be able to see it on my Yeah, that all shows up I got an arrow pointing to Undone the Sweater song But now that I'm thinking about it It really almost pains me Because, you know, the Sweater Song is like, it's it's just in there. It's in there, man. (laughs) I am switching my vote. I'm going to do it right here. Scratch it out. I'm putting Across the Sea as getting the nod, which means I got to turn. I got to change my shit at the end here. I changed my mind just talking about it right now. So that's how close these songs are. And I fucking love the sweater song. I think everybody loves a sweater song. But damn, Across the Sea is so fucking good. (laughs) It's so good that I think I'm voting for, in my poll of nothingness here on the, can I get more podcasts in my monitor? Poll. (laughs) I'm going to vote for Across the Sea. And that's weird. It feels weird to me. (laughs) But it is what it is. So that's what we do sometimes. We. The royal we. (laughs) Uh, All right, moving on. So this would be number six. Um, Surf Surf Wax America. America. Surf Wax America. It's got a. Just a driving, it's a drive, you know, a driving song the entire time. Uh, It's got a really cool intro. It's kind of like a four on the floor kind of drive where it just, you know, the entire way. Um, Super catchy. It's really super fun. It's got a lot of energy to hold through the whole thing. Um, Great bridge in it. All along the undertone, nah, 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 nah. I never thought it would come to this. Now I can never go home. And all, al- you know, and then there's a harmony that comes in it, a really neat part. Um, and then it breaks down towards, you know, before going back into the last chorus and last section of the song where it's just like a bass but it kind of almost sounds like a keyboard cuz it seems really smooth for being a bass but it very well could have been um a bass it's kind of hard to tell got a little bit of a keyboard quality but it's, you know it really brings down like super low and then it explodes back in and finishes the song up but what a it's a really great um really great song for sure uh, la, 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 la. And then it goes to The Good Life On Pinkerton It's, got, it's another one of those songs That's kind of uh, Typical Weezer song Put it on Yeah, that's Weezer Okay, we're listening to Weezer Awesome What a fantastic fucking bass tone On this song Really great Really great bass tone For sure Um, You know, that's a Kind of a constant on this whole uh, Pinkerton for sure I mean you know the bass tone and um he uses kind of an overdrive overdriven I think as a P bass bass tone um but they're the drum tone and then the bass tone on Pinkerton is really hard to beat really hard to beat um the vocals are kind of low. Well, the vocals I shouldn't say are low key, but they have low key backing vocals, and they do them. They push them hard left, which is kind of a neat thing because normally the 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 vocals are up center, but they re- then push the Rivers' backing vocals. He does kind of these really low key things. It's a, it's a, actually in quite a few Weezer songs. It's another one of those. Um, weezerisms we'll call it that for the the sake of this but rivers really like to put low really low key in the mix backing vocals that just add a little bit they don't have as much energy as much gusto as the main one they don't follow exactly they might be tailing just a little bit maybe um the delivery isn't like right on it but it it works so it's got a great chorus, beautiful chorus. And then the solo section is really cool. There's this big solo section where it's rocking and then they break down, it breaks down. The instrumentation comes down and then there's a piano as well as the a slide guitar doing the rest of the lead or left of the less the, the rest <laughs> of the solo, just brings it real far down. It's awesome the dyna- the dynamic changes so great, and then all of a sudden it, you know, it comes back up. It's really neat. Um, it's a good song. Surf, uh, surf wax America. I can't really. I can't really vote against it. Just a rockin' song. It's three minutes long. Just blasts, blast through. Um, okay, next one, uh, number seven. Number seven, uh, say it ain't so. It's got the, another iconic intro. You instantly know this song. You know, just the uh, the dry bones guitar. It's a little bit overdriven. Nothing too, you know, mostly clean, just a a little bit of hair on it. You know, humming along. Great bass work. The bass line um, is one of the driving factors in this song. You know, it's got just everything. The, the entire performance of this song, there is not one weak point to it. Um, this is one of my favorite songs, period. Not just Weezer songs, but just if I were to make like a top 10, and I don't know if I could actually make a top 10 of songs, it would, it would be on my top 10. Because I absolutely adore this song. It's a great performance all the way to the bass. The bass work, you know, is excellent. The drum work, you know, then they how they work together is just. Right in the pocket. There's these great guitar fills. In between the. Um like the verses and into the pre-choruses and stuff like that. Just really cool. Really cool things. A lot of different guitar work in this song. Little jangly Strat kind of lines. You know, it's got twin vocals. Uh, There's a lot of twin vocals in the song, but definitely in the verses is one of it. Um, You know, that chorus, that first chorus... They hang it out there, dun dun, dan dan, say it ain't so. Oh, oh, oh. But there's you know, it's there's a ton of space in the first one. And then by the time you get into the second chorus, then you get the dan dan wham well, dan. You know, you get the bends in it. Giant, you know, say it's so, you know, that's a and it's just like, geez, this worked. There is, it just worked, you know. And you got like a point, you know, after the first chorus, you got like this post chorus little guitar solo. It's this is a little jangly thing. Just, what a fucking tremendous goddamn performance, all the way across the board. Just ridiculous performance. I don't know if I'm, I, I don't I think I'm on, I don't think I'm overselling this thing at all. I don't think you could oversell it. And then there's a, my, one of my absolute favorite fucking parts is right at the end coming out of the, it's coming out of the solo. There's this snare fill. I can't, I'm not even going to do it justice or even close to justice if I hum it through the um, through the mic so I'll probably I'm going to see if I can kind of put that in there I um, write down my number here yeah I'm doing shit on the fly it's my show I can do what I want right no one's listening <laughs> shout out to RJ Styles <laughs> um, that fill it's just a snare fill but it, holy shit It is so awesome I want to hum it Because it's so fucking awesome But I'm not going to do it justice So I'm not going to do it <laughs> Alright El Scorcho is the Pinkerton counterpart And god damn it I love this fucking song too It's goofy as shit it's weird. It sounds weird. There's parts where it like sounds a little off kilter. Maybe a little out of tune. But fuck is it fun? And then like just the begin. This goofy drum solo, you know, this drum fill at the beginning. It's so silly. And then this quirky line, guitar line, a doom 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 doom, 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 I know I'm just murdering it with humming it, but I don't give a shit. All of these things. It's goofy, it's weird, it's jangly, and it's still super catchy. It gets it's it gets stuck in your head and you can't get away from it. And which one thing that's really cool, a little thing that you wouldn't notice. There's a lot of ringing going on in the bass drum on this song because there's a ton of room for it. There's a ton of room for it. And there's a ring that goes through the entire first verse. I'm not sure... I think it's coming part from the bass drum, and they could have done something where the reverberation from the floor tom that he first hits uh, at the beginning reverberates through the entire first verse. So there's like this humming through the entire first verse. It's really interesting, <laughs> and I you know you don't really catch it. But it's really neat, and I like it. It's just one of these really little, these little tweaks, um, that if you're not listening for it, you won't hear it, and you, if it wasn't there, you you wouldn't miss it. But if you heard it and then all of a sudden it wasn't there, then you would you would miss it. <laughs> so another one of these little parts, you know. The drum part, the drum performance through the whole song, again, carries a song as well as the bass tone. Man, there was a ton of room for that bass to carry. Um, Carry a lot of the, the tonality of it. You know, and then they put like this punk rock part in the middle, which up to this point. Weezer didn't have songs that had little parts like that. Like Surf Wax America was like a a punk song, but had a different feel. You know, that was like the snare on one and three, whereas this one is like a super fast. Just this little part right in the middle of the song. You know, so neat. Um, I love the the. How cool is that? So out to your room and read your diary. I love this part. It's this really neat. Um, you know, a great chorus. It's just a fun song. You can't you can't help it, but be, but smile when you listen to the song. You know, and if it was anywhere else, just about anywhere else on the album, like if it wasn't. If I wasn't comparing Say It Ain't So and El Scorcho, El Scorcho would be like the, you know, the winner or whatever you want to call it. But it's up against Say It Ain't So and it can't win. So obviously I got to pick Say It Ain't So. It's one of my absolute favorite songs of all time. El Scorcho is one of my favorite Weezer songs of all time. But Say It Ain't So is the, the wiener. Alright, so we got uh in the garage is next. And there's a lot of parts to this that are typical Weezer, and then it starts different. It's got a harmony or harmony, harmonica with an acoustic guitar that does like this finger finger picking part. And it does all this. And then the song comes in. You know, the all the instrumentation comes in. We got this super-duper fuzzed-out guitar just in the right speaker. You know, bass, drums, and vocal up the middle. There's nothing else coming out of the left speaker, so there's no guitar. It's all one-sided, and it is just fuzzy as shit. Super catchy. You know, again, I mean, it's Weezer sung. It's going to be catchy. But, you know, it is one of the elements. Typical Weezer, right? There's a spot in the post-chorus that it's like a super fuzzy guitar lead. Well, actually, what it is is it's the intro, but the harmonica line is doubled by the super fuzz guitar in the right speaker so you hear the acoustic guitar and the harmonica coming out of the left and this super fuzzy guitar coming out of the right that is mirroring the harmonica lead if you want to call it that and it's really cool it's a really rad thing you know the bass tone that they they um got on this thing again pretty amazing um it's got a great solo there's vocals and harmonica all like intertwined in it it's really neat um the drums pick up the song towards the end i think he goes and do the uh like a uh, crash cymbal you know towards the end really builds it up and then finishes off strong and then on pinkerton we got pink triangle it's got an acoustic you know it's I don't know if they did this on purpose sometimes it's 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 too, too strange to be coincidence but this song has an acoustic start i don't think this one's finger picked actually it might be but either way then it's got a slide guitar instead of you know instead of the harmonica they're using slide guitar and all sudden you know, it goes into rocking you know uh Typical Weezer song, in right, and then throughout the the verses, there's slide leads in this song, rather than just doing regular you know guitar leads, they're actually using the slide guitar, so it's it, it's a different um, wrinkle, you know, than uh, a lot of the. Typical Weezer songs, you know. You got different, different um, elements to it, which is really cool. There's a great, like, kind of two part chorus where the chorus is going one way, and then all of a sudden it changes, but it's still the chorus. It's Kind of a neat, it's a neat songwriting trick. The drums, drums are fucking amazing on this song. Again, it's been a theme through the whole time, but um, the drum performance. On Pinkerton, man, amazing. They just great. Some of my favorite ones, obviously. If you if you haven't got this, I like the fucking drum song sound on uh on Pinkerton. You know, um, I love the one of my favorite lines through this whole thing is everyone's a little queer. Why can't she be a little straight? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, again, bass tone, bass tone's great. Um, the solo and it's got like, the, it's a dueling solo. And again, like I mentioned for one of the other songs, they're off doing their own things, but they're in the same realm and they share different parts. Super fuzzed out. It's really neat. Um, the last chorus features like a half timey um, part to it. It really brings it down. And then it picks back up and explodes towards the end. And then, you know, it, it works out great at the end. <laughs> um, this is one of those ones again, where on paper, I kind of had it made up on my mind where um, it was going to be in the garage. And then I listened to Pink Triangle again. Because, you know, when you listen to the albums, you're not comparing between the two when you're just listening. But in this, in this realm, I'm going to compare the two. <laughs> so then I had to listen to it as this versus that, you know, in the garage versus the Pink Triangle. I picked pink, tri- pink Triangle, and I again I didn't think I would. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen just on paper. I listened to them back to back, and I was like, oh. I really, I love In the Garage. I love it, but I really love Pink Triangle. (laughs) It's an amazing song. Again, another one, another one of these hidden ones, right? Uh, All right, next one, uh, number nine is going to be Holiday. Um, This is, again, it's more of a typical Weezer song. There's a, like a lead guitar line intro, which is really cool. It's a little different, you know, but it settles into the driving Weezer thing again. Put it on. Oh, that's a Weezer song for sure. Um, great drum performance. You know, a lot of these, like I said before, is if you're not looking at it, they just kind of you kind of take them for granted. But then you listen to them looking for elements to pick out and you're like jesus that's a great drum performance so this is a very awesome drum performance super that's it carries the song pretty much um this is a fine song there's nothing groundbreaking about it this is almost to call it a filler song i think um puts like a negative connotation to it but I think out of all the songs on the album, I guess this one would be the filler song. And again, it's not that it's um, cruddy or anything. Uh, just over three minutes, or about three and a half minutes. It's just, it's a great, it's a, it's a good song, but nothing to write home about. Um, Pinkerton, uh, it's Falling For You. There's an acoustic intro, you know, and then it goes into rocking. You know, uh, typical Weezer, right? Um, you know, a lot of these elements that I've I've taken and done um, over different parts in my writing song career. You know, catchy chorus. Uh, I really like the leads a lot. There's the f- the fuzzy tone of it. The leads are really really good in this song. Um, there's dueling leads in it, you know, I don't know if, I don't think this one has the ones where they kind of intertwine. I think they just kind of follow each other. I think in this one, can't quite remember all the intricacies right off the top of my head, but again, another good stellar drum performance, stellar drum performance again. Um, falling for you. Um, not a filler. <laughs> so you gotta have filler song versus not a filler song. Well, the not a filler song has to win. So, uh, falling for you definitely. Um, last song, only in dreams. This is a eight minute song. The last two and a half minutes of it, maybe even three, is all building on the same theme that is um followed all the way through the same, through the track. And I this is one of my favorite Weezer songs. It has been since forever. I had a band way back a long time ago that we were we were going to try to cover this and it just never came to fruition. But just a a great baseline to start. Doom, 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 starts out with that fantastic tone. Maybe just a little bit of hair on it, not much. It's pretty straightforward, and then it comes with a acoustic chordal part over that and then there's a lead part that comes out of the right so I'm pretty sure it's it's rivers it's on the electric and it's got a little bit of dissonance to it um it's a neat part and it all comes in very beautifully together and then when the vocals come in it's very you know it's really down here on the video you can see my hand but it's low it's a low key you know, with the um, the bass and the uh, the drums, the drums are just doing like a 2-4 a thing. It's a very low-key. Um, great vocal performance. It starts, it doesn't go too high. It starts really low as well, and then builds and builds. And then, you know, it's got kind of a, a laid-back first chorus. Kinda. It's rocking, but Rivers stays in the same area that he starts the song in, so it's not super expressive. Um, it stays all in one spot, pretty uh, one level, kind of. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but... Once you get to the second chorus, then there's more expression out of the vocals there's more harmony going and then it explodes to this giant middle section where the the drums you can just he's really fucking killing them Um, hi-hats wide open really just beating the absolute shit out of these things and they're going crazy and it's a really giant high point in the song, and then they bring it way down. And that's kind of where the singing ends. You know, you're somewhere around four and a half minutes, five minutes, somewhere in there, the singing stops, and they kind of bring this thing way down, where it's just back to bass, and there's some. Noisy guitar happening in the background, but it's dialed down into the bass, and that noise disappears. And they start bringing this thing back up, and it just um, there's some vocals, and then the drums, and there he's not beating the crap out of them. And they build, they build this thing for like more than a minute it's just going on a straight direction up and it's perfect and it's beautiful and just the patience going up going up going up going up going up and then it explodes back into the back into the outro then the outro lasts for like two and a half minutes they're just going crazy in this thing. There's leads going on, um, noise going on, just this fantastic thing happening. And then it ends up at just, a you know, it's 7.59, so call it eight minutes. It ends, and then that's that ends the blue album. So that's your first exposure to Weezer. fuck <laughs> well, you know i you know you hear songs on the radio you see the video and then you listen to the record and you're like jeez it's so good it it's one of my you know the blue album is definitely one of my favorite albums as well as Pinkerton is the the bolt their first two are definitely um two of my favorite records for sure and there's a lot of stuff that I've taken from Weezer, um, ideas and feels and stuff like that, and I've put them into my own, um, my own music, you know, throughout my life. The last song on Pinkerton is called Butterfly. This is a definitely a far, um, this is about as far away from Weezer as you've seen up to this point. It's an acoustic song. It's just rivers and an acoustic, and he starts singing right away. Um, As soon as the the song starts, he starts singing right away. Um, There's a bass drum in the second verse that starts. It just kind of gives you a little bit of like a rhythm to it, just a tick. That's all it is. It's just a bass drum. It's not like this big thumpy thing. It's just, it could almost have been. You know, it could have been someone playing um, on the back of an acoustic guitar even, you know, just hitting it. Um, you know, otherwise they were able to to get the the bass drum to sound not too boomy, not too big. Um, so there's a lot of different things that could have been. Yeah, definitely couldn't have been a back of an acoustic guitar. I didn't think of that at the time when I was uh, making these notes, but... So one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite lines through this is every time, um, I can read my writing. Every time I pin down what I want, it slips away. It's like, you know, it slips away. It slips away. You know, this is super delicate. Um, I totally murdered it right there. Um, to apologize for rivers for trying to sing it like that but one of my favorite parts or one of you know part of the song um it really slows down because he's just kind of controlling because you know he's not playing to a click track he's not doing anything like that um he's just playing the song and singing so he slows it down you know and at the end he's saying i'm sorry a few times and it just, it's, it's beautiful and it's haunting. Um, it's a great performance of a song. They were able to capture a great performance of the song, you know, and it's kind of tucked in, in the, at the end of this album, you know, where you can forget about it, but, and then it's the end of the record, you know, so it's, it's tucked in there right at the end and you can for, you can completely forget about it but it's not a forgettable song. It's just where it's positioned, you know. It needed to be positioned there. It's it's a great ending to the record. Goofy record. Um the tones on it are great and then a perfectly beautifully haunting performance at the end of it to tie it all up. Um, Yeah, I said it. You know, I love the drum sound on Pinkerton. It's another one of those things, you know, you take it for granted. I didn't, I didn't realize how much I love the drum sound until I'm breaking it down going, fuck, I really love this drum sound. (laughs) It's giant. It's natural sounding. Patrick Wilson's a great drummer. You know, it's not flashy, but damn, is he fucking good. And he makes everything better. Every song was better, you know. So definitely hats off to uh, Patrick Wilson and then Rivers uh, Cuomo for writing all the songs. But like uh, um, Matt Sharp, his bass bass performance, everybody's performance at Brian Bell, the performance on these records is fantastic. I think Brian Bell came in like right as they're right before they're going to record the blue album or as they were recording it or something like that. I thought I read, um, read something like that. I'm not sure if I'm right on that. doesn't matter. So he wasn't with the group very long. Um, but these two records are, are, oh, well, before I do that, only in dreams. I got to pick Only in Dreams because it's fucking awesome. Nothing against a butterfly, but Only in Dreams is where it's at. Um, Yeah, two great records. I don't know. I don't know what else you can say about it. <laughs> They're fucking awesome. Um, and I love them both. In different ways, but uh, you know, as a band in general, um, these records from Weezer are very influential. Influential um, in my music, I've taken a lot of um, elements, the compound chords, again with the um, the use of dynamics, you know, that I got from Nirvana um same kind of idea here you know so yeah it they're great albums um actually the split now that i changed my mind on on um undone they're 50 50 they're five five it was i had a blue the blue album um by one, I was 6-4. Well, by two, whatever you want to call it. Um, six to four, but I even them out now. <laughs> and that was not, um, as much as I love Pinkerton, that wasn't something I thought that was going to happen. You know, you can love albums and then just, you know, that's kind of a lot of lines of like um, Never it in Utero. Whereas I love in utero. Absolutely love that record. It's my favorite one of theirs. But on a single song-by-song basis, Nevermind might be more strong. You know, there might be more songs. It's just weird. The um you can split the you know songs up. Um just look at them one-on-one and you'd be like, okay, that's a better song than that. That's a better song than that. But for run- some reason, when I play it from front to back, I enjoy this one better or you know it's strange how that all works out there's just something that happens when they're all played together and how you feel it all and how it all works in your brain where it works out you know and i love both of these records equally um it would be hard to pick one on any given day of you know today I could like the blue album more and then tomorrow I could listen to Pinkerton and be like, no, I like Pinkerton better. I like the vibe of Pinkerton a lot. I think I, a lot of the sounds I like a little bit better. Um, they're different though. they are different records by the same band at different spots in their lives. 25 years ago. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. I appreciate it. I apologize it for being a little bit late. Um, you know, I normally record uh, release midday on Sundays, but this is going to be later afternoon, may- well evening, whatever, on Sunday. Um, I'm actually probably thinking the video is going to be out on Monday, but that's fine. So definitely appreciate everybody listening. And it's been a little bit longer. When I wasn't sure how long this was going to be, but it's about an hour and a half, and uh, that's all right. So this has been. Can I get more podcasts in my monitor? I am Johnny Ruckus. I appreciate it. Everybody have a good day. Bye now.